0: With 69 cancer trials currently enrolling in Ireland, patients are being urged to just ask their doctor if there is one for them. Now today marks International Clinical Trials Day and Cancer Trials Ireland, this is the national organization responsible for overseeing cancer trials in the country, is urging people diagnosed with cancer to ask their oncologist or doctor if there is a cancer trial suitable for them. The call was made as details of the first cancer retreat which will be taking place tomorrow virtually with on Taoiseach Miche- Martin making the opening address. Now, this is aimed at the cancer research community and the morning session will be open to patients, advocates and members of the public and it will explore possibilities for the next five years in Irish cancer clinical trials research. Joining me now to tell us more about all of this is Evelyn Mulroe She is CEO for Cancer Trials Ireland. How are you doing, Evelyn?
1: I'm great, Sinead, and thank you for, for the lovely introduction. Uh, it's really great to be here to talk about Cancer Trials Ireland and our work.
0: Yes, tell me about this because I I got this information in the press release and I thought this is something we definitely need to raise more awareness of. Tell me about cancer trials, Ireland, first of all, and the work that you do.
1: I will indeed. We were set up over 20 years ago um, by doctors and nurses who work in cancer um, and we were set up to organise clinical trials. And very often people don't really know what that is until they're asked to be, be on a clinical trial and that's one of the reasons why we're trying to raise awareness Clinical trials offer options to patients in the clinic today. And very often it could be you could be testing a standard care treatment against another one or you could be offering something that's very novel and very new with really good outcomes. And, you know, we've all learned a lot about research over the last year with COVID Mm. and we've learned a lot about clinical trials from people like Vicky Phelan, who've had to go abroad to access um, an innovative early phase clinical trials. But one of the things, you know, we're trying to say to the public is it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask your doctor, what's happening for for my cancer in clinical trials? Are there trials opening in Ireland? And also, go. On, we're asking patients as well and their families. Very often, it's, it's the family members that are doing a lot of the research. Go online to cancertrials.ie. All of our trials are listed there. Um, they're in lay summaries, or you know, they're translated from science into English.
0: That's good. That was my. That was going to be one of my questions. Yes, yeah. is it easy to understand language? It is. Okay, perfect. It is as easy as
1: you know. Some of these things it uh, can be tough, and I'm not a scientist. I've almost become one in this job, but, <laughs> but you know, because you kind of have to. And um, and I think it's always important to ask a question if you don't understand something, because that's fair, you know. Um, and and I think within the context of COVID, we've all learned the value of mm. research, that research can bring hope. And being, you know, when we, we offer trials to people who, you know, it could be a standard of care and people could be doing very well with their cancer and they could have almost overcome their cancer. But also it can be that last thing that you can do for your treatment. So you yeah. could be that patient in the room with a clinician saying, there's nothing more we can do. Go and sort out your affairs. Or they could say to you, there's a clinical trial this might give you some time this looks hopeful and I think that's a really important conversation uh, to be able to have you know the the sad side of this is is because of COVID we're doing less
0: between quarter
1: one of this year and quarter one of last year but we're still you know we're planning to open new trials in all disease areas from lung cancer to breast cancer to hematology which would be myelomas and leukemias um, and across the board across the country um, and that's not that hasn't stopped um, as everybody knows the, you know clinics were not open for business as they would normally be over the last year we're slowly we were slowly getting back up and running until this week
0: Oh um, God I know and it's, it's a disaster in terms of all of, of, the, of the work that's been done in terms of this but you know when someone hears the word trial you can maybe feel a little bit apprehensive about signing up you worry maybe about side effects you know what should people know going into a trial?
1: I think, you know, the first thing is, before you ever consent to be on a clinical trial, the the clinician has to do a job called informed consent. So they need to talk to you about all the risks and all the potential benefits for being on the trial. And I mean, there's there's risks in everything we do in life, but particularly when you've got cancer, you do have to weigh those up and you have to think about that. Um, and, and to be to be honest, a lot of patients are more interested in what is this treatment gonna do for me? And yeah. so maybe at that point with their cancer, where they know that these trials are happening in other countries. This is a very frustrating thing for yes. a lot of Irish patients. They're doing more in the UK. They're doing more trials in the US. We're only at 2%. Even forget about COVID. Before COVID started, we're only at 2% of cancer patients on clinical trials. We are a charity. So we're organised very much by the doctors. We're funded by the Health Research Board and the Irish Cancer Society and other industries that fund us to do trials. But we, don't, we can't fund the operations in the hospital. We need more support from the government to do that. And, you know, it's great that me on T-shirt is speaking tomorrow. Yes. Truth, because that shows that there's support for this from the top down. And if you if you want me to talk about, you know, we, we've gone a step above that even in terms of our relationship with Northern Ireland. And we've just signed a memorandum of understanding between our ministers for health on both sides of the border and the National Cancer Institute in
0: Washington. Ned wow, that's fantastic. So Huge steps to, forward uh, there. Huge uh, progress made, yes.
1: Yeah, it's relevant to your listeners, and that we want to be able to, you know, if you're a patient living in Drogheda, that you could potentially be involved in a trial in Belfast and vice mm. versa. And we want to find ways to make that happen. But we also want those trials that are happening in the National Cancer Institute to happen in Ireland. Yeah. We want to see more of those options for patients. So, we, you know, as well as organising the trials, we spend a bit of time advocating to do more and, and working with the state, working with. You know, not just the politicians, but the people in the National Cancer Control Programme and the Department of Health to make this happen. Because, it's you know, we're educating people at the moment about trials and why they matter. But I'll be very honest, when patients in Ireland get cancer, they become very educated very quickly yeah. and they learn a lot. You know, you can go on clinicalgov.ie or .com, which is a global website, and that lists all the trials that are happening worldwide. And people start to see, well, why, why is this trial happening in Leeds or in, you know, in Amsterdam and it's not happening in Dublin or Cork? And, and we do a lot of work with global groups to try and bring those trials in. But we need more help with that. And, and I suppose that's one of the calls that we'll have tomorrow in our, in our events with our members and, and with some of the advocates.
0: Yes, so we'll have to, keep, and I know you're the the, the very woman to keep that going, Evelyn. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, say I decide to sign up to a trial. What can I expect? And um, what kind of will be discussed with me as I as I sign up to this? Well, I, I suppose what
1: will be discussed is the treatment you're going to go on, the mm-hmm. protocol. So the protocol is like the Bible of the trial. That lists the, you know, how often you're going to see your doctor or see your clinical research nurse. How often you have to attend the clinic, what the treatment potentially is going to do for you, and. Um, and and what the expectations are? What what are what is this trial? This is a research question. So what yeah. is the research question? What are we trying to find out? And sometimes patients who do that are doing it because they know this will help patients into the future. It's a very noble, you know, um, trait I've seen in a lot of people who get involved in trials. They're not just thinking about themselves; they're thinking about what this will answer for future research questions and for future patients. The next thing is the one most important thing as well to say is. Even if you're on a trial that's standard of care, or it could be like you're given a blood sample or your tumour sample for research. You know, when you're on a trial, you get to see the clinician, you get to see your clinical team more regularly. You get, a, and, and it's well documented, you get a higher standard of care when you're on a clinical trial, irrespective mm-hmm. of what you're on. A lot of people ask, well, what about what if I'm on placebo? I have to be very clear about this. When you're on a clinical trial in Ireland in cancer, the placebo is standard of care. So you're always going to be on treatment, you know, yeah. for your cancer. It will be the best that's available, plus or minus the investigational. So what they're investigating, the new treatment. Um, and sometimes there's two, what we call two arms to the trial. So, so one, one arm could be just on, this, on standard care treatment and the other could be on standard of care and a new drug or yeah. new radiotherapy, therapy or the new surgical you know procedure and they have
0: to um, use placebos because this is how things are investigated and this is how things are developed and researched it, it, it's important it has to be used I'm just looking here actually um, in the press release that you guys sent out there's a guy Peter McNamara Mara from Limerick and uh, he w- was going through prostate cancer and he went on one of these trials and he says um, that you know with any treatment there are ups and downs of course but the way the trial is run is really good and I follow the results very carefully the team asked every Every single detail of how I'm doing, I'm weighed, my blood pressure is taken and there's a battery of tests, which is quite reassuring, really. If other treatments are not having the desired effect, then I would encourage people to strongly consider any trials available. So that's coming from somebody that is, uh, you know, that has experience of this uh, in terms in terms of the trials. Um, one in two people diagnosed with cancer these days. So trials like this are extremely important. It's vital that people sign up. This is what you're really looking for today.
1: Yeah, we're really looking for people to be open to it, to look at what's out there, to talk to their doctor, talk to their, their cancer doctors, their oncologists, um, about whether a trial suits them or not. Ask all the questions you need to ask, you know, and, and don't be afraid to do that. Um, and know that when you're on a trial, you know, you have access. I remember one patient saying to me, it was like, you know, the clinical research nurse, who's the person you get to know really well was like your mom holding your hand on your yeah. first day of school because they're with you every step of the way. So it's not just the doctor, it's it's there's a whole team there. And I, I think that gives a lot of people comfort, you know. And
0: Yeah, and, and the other you know, thing as well, I, I read, Evelyn, is that, you know, if you decide, you know what, this isn't for me actually, you can come off the trial, can't you? You can, of course. Uh, yeah. And
1: we don't, you know, we don't see a lot of that. But mm. that does happen where people make that decision. You're absolutely entitled to do that. You know, the patient is very much in control we couldn't do trials without patients yeah so that's you know there patients are very much part of the journey heroic pioneers very often i always think of the the women who went on our first breast cancer trial over 20 years ago you know or i look at vicky feeling over in the u.s at the moment amazingly on an early phase trial away from her family uh, you know away from her home you know you have to respect that but a lot of the trials that we're running in Ireland right now are tested before. There are treatments that have been out there before. Um, so, you know, really, you know, safety is the priority on a clinical trial. And it's very important people hear that, that the Health Products Reg- Regulatory Authority is the regulator here. Mm-hmm. We're inspected by them. The yep. hospitals are inspected by them. Um, and our job is to ensure that everyone on our trials are safe. And that if there's any events that happen on the trial, that's properly documented and dealt with. Um, And I would say that, that, uh, hand on heart, that Ireland is one of the best places in the world in that context. Um, And that's important for patients to, to think about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And tomorrow, we mentioned it there, the inaugural cancer retreat is taking place virtually. Again, patients, advocates, members of the public, people that want to find out more information about what's going on now for the next five years. You're very much encouraging them to take part and sign up to that
1: Absolutely. So we really are encouraging people to come along, to check out our website, to come to the retreat, to listen. We've got some stakeholders from, you know, the Health Research Board, the Irish Cancer Society, um, the National Cancer Control Programme. All like, and and that's what I said at the beginning. You know, we're all trying to work together to mm-hmm. build this, um, and to build this infrastructure that we want. Our vision is to have a National Cancer Institute, like in the US in Ireland in, in five years' time. We want to learn how to do that and we want to learn how to have more options for Irish patients in the clinic today.
0: Fantastic. Evelyn, thank you so much for taking the time. I feel like I've found out so much more information about really- this. Really appreciate you taking the time and on on t- on chatting to me today
1: been an absolute pleasure thank you so much Janine and love to come back and, and give you an update
0: yes you're you're welcome anytime delighted to facilitate that that's Evelyn Mulroe there CEO of cancer trials if you are somebody that thinks this might be for you cancertrials.ie okay that is the best place that you're going to find all of the information on this uh, if you go in there and you, there's a, a section open trials you can get the full list of what's going on and all the information also if you go onto the website you can register for this Retreat program tomorrow so if you're somebody that is battling cancer or maybe there's a family member who's battling cancer if you're a cancer nurse doctor in that industry in the healthcare professional cancertrials.ie Botox Cosmetic out botulinum toxin A FDA approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you